Um, so there's a piece over here from Hirsch in the Sixth Parsha, which is extraordinary. Um, um, now, I can't guarantee, like, I, get, I think I got all the words on the pages. My, my list missed one along the way. Um, See, so he says, he says uh, a bold statement. He says that Noah, uh, in these deep sukkim, where he describes, He's basically telling a back in the Vua how the world's going to work. The relationship between all of the, the, the nations, of all of the nations in the world. That's how he understands what's happening over here. That the role of the three different four, four bears of the nations are going to the 70 nations and clients of the 71 nations, the roles, are, how it's going to set up. He sees it as, an, as a nevuah that Noah is putting in place, this nevuah of how the world's going to work. It's a fascinating approach. Um, uh, it gives a lot of insight, at least, you know, it, it rehearses approach of how we're supposed to relate to the, to the, the non-Jewish nations. Now, there really are two, so, Putting a warning label on the, you know, on the bottle, right? When we talk about that 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 relationship, there really are different questions we have to ask. Is one question which we, we have to address, which is not this, is whatever roles are play, going to play, etc. How much, how close, or how distant should we be from the nations around us, regards to the concern of uh, the, the impact, the negative impact they have vis-a-vis Klaisel, Tarmitzis, Kedusha, etc. Um, and that Chazal addressed that the, the, the Torah gave us the Isra Chukazakum. Uh, Chazal addressed certain takanas to maintain a distance between the Jew and the non Jew. Um, um, Bishalakum, according to the, 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 the Gemara, says it's a, the purpose is, is to prevent intermarriage. Um, so that is simply for what its purpose is. Cholabakum is a chashash, the more comes out as a chashash, then there might be something like kosher there. Bishalakum, Pasakum, were instituted to maintain a distance between Jews and non Jews. That's not the topic we're talking about. You know, how to navigate in the modern world, person in the modern world, how to navigate how close or not close to get. The question is more just conceptually how do we look at the, the, the knowledge of the nations? How do we look at their mitos? How do we look at that? What's the correct way to look at it? So I'm going to look at Hirsch's approach. Um, I'm going to read you a little piece from Rabbaron in his Ben Torah for Life, and also a piece from the Ramban in Drasha Tarsh Hashem Tzimimah. So Ramban wrote, gave this Drasha, and then he, then he recorded it. I mean, he wrote it down. Um, I mean, he recorded it in the, 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 the way they did in the old days. Um, about the Shabbach of the Torah, the Barshem's Torah, Tarsh Hashem Tzimimah, it, like the Dabur like Melech says, it has its Meshivah's Nofesh, it's Machimah's Pesi, it's Hamchilev. He goes through those elements uh, that Dabur Melech spoke about in, in, in Tillam, so he goes through how Torah has all of those Tamimistic elements in it. So to, in that conversation, he talks about the, what the impact that Torah has on the, the non Jewish nations, etc. So um, it's all there. Um, so let's we'll start with the Hirsch. First page. So in the Psukim Chafei Chavav Chavzayin, 
He says that which is said in these verses contains perhaps the deepest and farthest reaching prophecy which ever a human eye was, has been allowed to see of the future, which God has allowed to be spoken by human lips. The whole history of mankind, the beginning of the end of the, in the middle, lies in these three verses. So that's a pretty bold statement about, about, that Hirsch is saying about how to understand these psukim. Um, so the background to the story, this is the reaction. Noah comes out of the table, he takes a geffen, he plants a geffen, produces wine. Um, and Hirsch writes earlier that, that Noah's giddiness was possibly, probably a product more of the excitement of the fact that the world, the Russians' fertility has been given back to the world after the destruction, which was wrought. Chazal said, the picture okay, there was water, and Chazal said that the water was, was boiling hot, and there was sulfur. I mean, right, the fact that the world is fertile again, and it's producing things, was an extraordinary moment of bracha. His, and the giddiness of, of Noach, his shikras was possibly, he drank something, but he didn't know, you know, when you're really, really getting to start with, you drink a little bit, you become very drunk. So he, he didn't know where, where to stop in a certain sense, not because he, he overdrank. That's his suggestion. It's okay. So now he's not in full control of his faculties, and he is, is, he's in a situation where, which is um, inappropriate. Shame and Yefis react with the idea that we have to Look beyond this. 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 We. We sort of cover over the the fault of, of something that our fathers did wrong. Noah is an Isadic. He's a tremendous man. He did something wrong. That's not a defining element. You don't take it. You. You. You look away from that. Mo- that moment. In other words, physically you look away, and, but conceptually you look away. You don't let that be part of your perception of the, of, of, of 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 such an individual, right? Uh, um, it's always a fast in the more says the person sees Tam Khokum Shabra Vairbala Tarakh Bayan. Varyasa Chuba. I mean, nowadays we say, Oh, he did it, that's it. You know, it's not, you know, it, there's no leeway. Either you're perfect or you're nothing, you know. Right? That's not how you look at it. So there was both elements of Chuba. Khom focuses on it. He focuses on on, on that and he, and he and he takes advantage of it. However you understand the Shatimakhaza what he did. So Chom is is making the element of the the avlo that which he's done wrong is the primary focus. He has a fascinating piece which is not the topic for tonight. How he says that the, the chom produces the kanan. He points out a fascinating thing when the Torah is being given to Klaisel, they already knew what kanan looked like. This it was kanan was the most degenerate nation na- set of nations in the world. The Torah describes. So you're like, you're like, where did these people come from? Like, what happened? So the Torah is telling us what happened. We have a child who his reaction to his parent is to focus in on, on the faults and not see the greatness. And the, so you, you can't go over it. The, the, the lessons that the father was supposed to transmit to the child are done. The only way you can give over Masar, the first talk of the Mitzvah of Aim, is, is predicated on covenant. You only learn from something that you respect. To give over ideology, give over values, give over a moral system, all those things you need to respect the people, the, the person you're learning from. So, the parent is the primary element of Masara, of the, of the Torah, from father to child, that's the primary element of it. Without Kibbutz it's done. That's our version in Parshat Yisra explains the Mitzvah Kibbutz So, Chum destroyed that at this moment. 
when you do that to your father, you get a kid like Kanan. Because your, your child has not, has, you can't give anything over to him. Because he's, he's, he's been taught not to, see, to, 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 to focus in on the negatives. So he has nobody to teach him an ideology and morals and values, etc. That's where Kanan comes from. He said that's true on an individual level, it's also true on a national level. Right? So if you have a nation which looks back to their forebears and says, you know, they were good people and they have what to teach us and they have lessons, even though they, they made mistakes, we'll gloss over the mistakes because that's not our focus. You have a nation which can, can, can have a moral standing. You have a nation which the people look back and just say, all these focus on the negative things about their forebears. You, you rip it. You have no. You have no. no the nation has nothing to stand on anymore. You cannot continue. The next generation will be, become degenerate. Political commentary aside, you want to think about our society now? What is it? I thought you were going to go there. What? I thought you were going to go. There. That's, that's not a topic right tonight. So that's how he touches up the story beforehand. So now Noah becomes aware of this and reacts to it. So he says, So he says that the, the, the he points out that the the claw that he was giving. Wasn't a klala. The word aura doesn't have to mean a card. It just means a, a statement of the reality of aura klala are the ideas of that. That there's there's a, there's a limiting. Baruch is the idea of ribui, expression, expanding, growing, developing. So the opposite is where it's the person is 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 constricted or contracted. He says the reality of what you've just done is you're going to have a child that cannot. That's that's this is this is this is the natural. This is the consequence of what just happened. It's not a klola. It's just telling you this is the fact. You're stuck with a child who's going to be an evan in the sense he's never going to be. He can't be the leaders of the world. He'll never be the people which can really bring the world to the, a, a true direction. Of what it's supposed to do. They will be, always be the followers. That's how we touch the idea of the, the klola of, of evan. It's not. It's, it's beyond the, the specific concept of being an evan. But the root of it is they're not masters. They're they're followers. They cannot. They cannot be. They will never lead the world to the place it's supposed to go to. So, so he says like this. Um, he got to know of, of, of Chama's behavior. So his first of all, was the principle that showed itself here is Chama can and may will. For it, it, it no means that said that or actually means a curse. He may never be the ruling one. Raw, hot sensuality. He's calm, He's hot, which has no control over itself, which has lost all reserve and all respect for every, anything spiritually high, is unfit for ruling, for freedom, it is, uh, it is unfruitful, it is order without progress or blessing, it bears its ruin in, in itself. Okay. Um, that's, that's the role that Cham is going to play. Um, then he says at the end, the bottom, the bottom line, is sensuality uncontrolled licentiousness that's the word I'm missing, is the bait by which one is led in, by strings into slavery. You become bound to your physical reality. You, you're never going to expand to become something greater than that. That's obvious in the conceptual sense. Um, he who at all times is the master of himself, can easily control giving satisfaction to the urges of his senses, cannot be bribed or enticed. For him, gold does not become a golden change, chains, he go under, die, but he can never be enslaved. Thus for men, thus for nations. So the person who was in control, Cham lost himself. This, the sensuality, the, the, the heat, the excitement, chopped him. That person, is, he's, in, he's enslaved, he's chained, he's in chains. 
They might be chains of gold, but it's chains. So that's Chom. Okay. That's now the question is what's the relationship between Yefes and shame is, is what's more fascinating. Um, right. So Klayusol is comes from shame. Klayusol has the Torah. Klayusol has a a spiritual purpose, function, etc. So he ties it to the word shame. Shame is when you when Autumn called the the, the, the the every item of the world its name. Name is when you're seeing that you're seeing the the purpose, function, you're understanding the true purpose and function of everything. He's seeing the world the proper way. So what he's that that's the kayak of shame. So Klaiso being the paradigmatic shame or the 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 descendant of shame in that sense. So that's the role of shame. Now what's the role of Yefis? That's what I really want to focus on. Um, um, let's see. Okay. So so on page uh, whatever the, the page number is Puzzle twenty seven. Um, so Yaftal Kim Yefes. So what does Yaftal Kim mean? So Yaft usually means God will extend, spread abroad Yefes in, in the meaning of the, the Chaldean Pasa, which means to expand. Uh, he doesn't like that. See, he doesn't understand the word over here. It's a word which to me Mefata means to convince. A Pasi is a person that's easily swayed. So he says that the word Yaft over here is, is connected to that concept. Um, Pesi Pasab designates feelings being open to all external pressures and influences. Pesi, one is easily talked over and easily deceived. Pisom, that which our mind is quite open, un- it's open, unprepared, unexpected. Okay. God will open the mind to feelings of Yefes. God will make him responsive to, fe- Shem will make him responsive to feelings. He has, this, he, he responds to the, to the world. So beauty is part of what he responds to. He sees he's impressionable, not necessarily in a with a naivete, but in the sense that he's 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 aware of the 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 world around him in the in a positive sense. He picks up all of that, but he's but his world is more the world of emotions and feelings. Beauty is in the world of emotions and feelings more than the world of the intellect and the spiritual. Sympathy or empathy? Um, he doesn't focus on that point. He, he, he sees it more in the, in the strength of sentiment. Sentiment being a positive thing. Thus we have placed before us the representative of the three main tendencies which characterize people and nations. Shame having the names, exception of things and conditions, represents the mind and the spirit. Contrasted with, to him is Chom, the highest power of glowing hot sensuality. Whereas in shame the mind predominates, which looks at things as much as possible objectively, which requires tranquility, which may know nothing of Hamam of, and Hamas, because the rehearsed titles together, Hamam being confused. The Hamam, the body predominates, and mind and the spirit are reduced to a minimum. Yavra represents that which lies in the middle, that separate in which mind and sensuality meet, that which is feelings and sentiment. Spirit, sensuality, and sentiment constitute the inner man. These three powers predominate characteristically in nations. Not that there are completely one-sided nations, etc., but um, everybody has some of those things. Now, um, so, the world has to come to a purpose. The world has to come to a goal. The goal, obviously, is shame is going to be leading the world to that goal. Shame is the person who sees the world objectively, understands that there's a depth to it, there's, there's, there's the, the concepts, 
the ideology, that's the role that they're going to play. He needs to lead the Chums of the world to that also. The Chums aren't left behind. That's not the goal of the world, that everybody should just, the shame should have it, and the Chums are, well, that was nice knowing you. Right? That's not the Russian didn't put them in the role for that purpose. But you can't get Chum to shame unless you have Yefes in the middle. The Yefes can talk to the shame, to the Chum, and show them that there's something more, that there's a beauty here, there's, 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 there's a sentiment. He, the, the, the Chum can connect to the world of, of feelings and sentiment. And from there, you can eventually move into the world of shame. So, the, the, the purpose of the world, the physical world, I, I want to take advantage of it. Well, you don't want to cut down that rose, it's so beautiful. That tree has such beauty to it. Well, though, the purpose of the tree is to cut down and use it as firewood to, 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 for heat, uh, for, for, be, for benefit, for energy, to produce the materials that I want. Uh, it has, it's just all about my desires. No, no, no. It itself has a value. I'm putting some level of value on, the, on this thing. So, through the, through the, the sentiment towards it, the feelings towards it, the, the, the beauty which is there. That he can relate to. Okay, I can get that. Yes. Sounds like the just last week, Tova Itzlamachal, Tavia Huleinayim, and Nechman Lahaskil. So those are like these three levels. Yeah, there's different levels, interesting. Okay. Levels of, uh, okay. Um, so. So he points out nations pass across the stage who represent hardly anything but raw force, sexuality, bestiality. Yeah, we, we know those, those, those types, okay? Nations also appear which use their forces in the service of beauty, in nurturing art, aesthetic beauty. They are conscious of some higher ideal to, up to which mankind is to work itself out of its crudeness. This tendency teaches people to cloak raw sexuality in the garment of respectability and graciousness. Through grace and beauty, they foster a taste for more spiritual activities, music, poetry, art. Um, but the education of raw, unrefined humanity to the sense of beauty is not the highest calling. Um, wavering unsettles the culture which only gives a man the satisfying of his own higher standards or the activities of his life. So I, the man can conceive greater purposes, but it's, it's, it's a product of the mind, of the, man, of, of the feelings of man. It gives them no goal, ideal external to himself, glowing in its own light, a beacon, a goal, a criterion. Only that which can elevate the mind to a knowledge of and the feelings of a creation of what is great, good and true in itself leads a man to the height of what he's meant to be. So that's the shame concept. So there's nations which finally realize there has to be more to the story. And so we've come to recognize the, the symmetry, the, the beauty of the world, the, the, the conceptual beauty, the symmetry is gorgeous. So you want to respect that. So you have to, you have to worry about the, 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 keeping nature in its balance, etc. That's the whole goal. Right? But that at least opens your mind eventually to a point that there, there, there's something here, something greater than myself. So why? I am, it moves to the beyond, that, that step. So basically, he, what the point he's going to say is that um, I'm going to go through all of it. The, the way he sees it, um, um, 
we, have, we look around the circle facts, we see, can say the stem of, of Yefes reached its fullest blossom in, in Yavon. That of shame in, in the Hebrews, Israel, who bore in there the, the shame Hashem as their God throughout the, the world, through the worlds of the nations. So present day is only these two races, the sons of, of Yefes and shame, the Greeks and the Jews, who may have become the real educators and teachers of humanity. For all the spiritual treasures which the world has acquired, these two have to be thanked, and everything which even today works as the culture and education of mankind connects up to that which Yefes and shame brought to the world. The spiritual gifts of the Romans were only gifts of the Hellenes. Yevans has ennobled the world aesthetically. Shame has enlightened the world in its spirituality and morally. Hellenism and Judaism have become the greatest active forces in the educational work of mankind. The rest of the world has been merely the past material in which they worked. In this sense, Noah's enlightened eyes sees three things. He sees the Ur Kanan, that the, the sensuality cannot be something which is going to expand and grow. It's going to be something which is a source of... You, 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 you sink down to being the level of just bound by your rea- the physical world and you can't grow anything beyond that. You're a um, um, So is there a first praise in Hellenism? Uh, uh, we're going to get there. I mean, that's what I'm going to get to. But in his vision arises, he sees in contrast, he sees that the salvation of mankind proceeding from another step. Um, Chom has gods, but they're gods of rough forest powers that show their godliness only in crushing violence. The gods for man can only tremble. The allocation shame is a whole different type of, a, of, of, of God. The, our God sees a God of benevolence, love, etc. That couldn't come from the world of Chom. But you see this, this goal, bottom, bottom, the bottom line. Will not be achieved at once. You can't go directly from Chom to shame. Between Chom and Shem, there's Yefes. Chom is not immediately responsive to the teaching of the God of Shame. Now, the raw, uncultured man, a cultured person, has to first be made. The man which God of Shame makes is no small one. The man's devotion, submission to the whole person, to God. First, one must first acquire the taste of something higher than he in his raw nature. Even if that something is higher, at first, only something appeals to his senses. So, that's the process. So, Yafel Kim Yefes, God opens people's feel the beauty of Yefes. Yefes first accomplishes the mission, the education, and the so that then the mission of trust and the shame can be accomplished. The final goal is not Yefes, but that will bring them into all That's his understanding. Then he goes to Boruch and Yishkom, which is a beautiful piece. That, you know, it's a fascinating understanding. You know, so Yefes is playing an Yefes Yavon is playing an intrinsic role in, in the world. It's not only negative, and from Chazal you see like that, right? Chazal say there's a number of the Morgan Megillah that you, that your are allowed to are only in two languages, Lashon Kurdish or Yavonis, with no other language, because there's a mile to Yavonis. The same time Chazal say Chachmas Yavonis, you know the guy Chachmas Yavonis. We have great. He has a great, great future ahead of him, euphemistically. We see in, we, we, there, there, it, it is something of recognizing Yahweh came along and saw the world and saw that there's symmetry to it. He saw the mathematics. He saw the philosophy. He saw the beauty. He saw 
the, 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 the beginnings of the foundations of, of, of physics and science, he saw something bigger. Right? He, was, he was extracting, not the physical thing, but he's starting to use the world of the mind to see there's something, there's, there's, there's forces behind you, there's, there's, there's a system of things, there's laws. And in that they saw that as a, there was a, there was a, a conceptual beauty to that. And they gave it to the world. They were, at the same time, right, they, they never called the world to a higher purpose other than man becoming man. Man becoming the best man that man could become. But they introduced into the world some concepts of, 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 of morals and ethics, you know, that, that the world needs that. It wasn't just raw power. It's not the jungle of, you know, man, you know that somebody said, you know, if you live in the world of evolution and, and there's nothing more than just, man is just a physical, a physical animal, animals in, in, the, in, in their natural state are not very pleasant beings. Right? They, they eat each other, you know, <laughs> you know, um, etc. Right? You know, it, it, there's no, like, you know, there's no concept of mercy, you know, the, the lion has mercy on on the deer. You know, it's hungry. It eats. You know, uh, it's not fair to the deer. Like you know, like the, that's irrelevant. It's, so, you, the, the we're introducing a whole another layer above that. So that, that that's how he sees it. He sees that that and that. Now, it seems to me he's saying that this is not something which they got from the Torah. They learned from the Torah and they appropriated for themselves. This is the intrinsic. Ability and nature, and that that the Russian put into Yefes, that they had this ability to do this, and it was refined through the many different children to the son of Yovan, which was able to bring it to its fruition. And that was a eager goal of what the Russian wants to happen in the process of the world, as a stepping stone to the world of shame. That's he understands it. Um, the Read you the Ramban. So he has a Shoshu Kotarshish up to Mimo, Mishibas Nevosh, etc. So he says, okay, if you want to talk about, um, if you're going to ask, so it's, Maicha Magdala Shazai Shibatar, what is it? It seems to be Pshuti, Afila Tamida, Bakarim Bob Yardim, Ahila Umus, Etiko, Lamdua. Torah seems to be very simple. I mean, you know, eighth, 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 you have these eighth graders learning Gemara, like, what's so hard, right? Um, nations have quite ethical more mores, etc., which very close to the Torah. So what's the Torah giving more than... than? So he answers the, 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 the two questions... Um, he answered the second question first. Simple state. Ah, you see nations who have the refined character. It was the Torah which is which 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 Trick, the trickle effect of the Torah into these nations which did it. And then he says, you, you have some nations which are quite distant and they, they, they are, are tend to, and, and that hasn't happened, they tend to be more 
uncultured, unrefined, etc. And the closer you get to the world of the middle, the, where the Torah was, the more that's changed. Um, um, so I once had this conversation with a uh, fellow, actually, next Thursday night there's no shear, because uh, I'm going to be in New York for a chasna, the son of this fellow that I'm telling you the story with. So, good, good ending to the story, right? <laughs> so this fellow, his background was fast. You know, his father was a was a Polish Yid who survived the war. He was hidden by a German family. He eventually married their daughter. Wow! This German woman, who had spent the war years risking her life to save him, uh, the girl, you know, the family. So they became very close. And they eventually got married. They went through a Gairis, it wasn't the Halacha Gairis, a Val Halacha Gairis, they had a child which was born. He went through a Gairis Kotan, he went, they wanted him to go to, he went to the Hebrew Academy in Cleveland, um, Gairis Kotan, which I verified was a valid Gairis Kotan, etc. And he, after his bar mitzvah, he stayed on, he was in the mitzvah, then eventually, Rally's home was in Sharm Shabbos, eventually moved off and became not Sharm Shabbos. At the age of 35, he says, you know what, I want to look back into where I came from. And that's when he came to me. So he's making his. I was, you know, I arranged, Baruch Hashem arranged his chasna, you know, and, uh, and he's making chasna of his, his oldest son uh, next week. So, so in, the, in, in the Marina del Rey. I've never been there before. Uh, in, not, not in California, in, in, in the Bronx. Okay. Okay, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so one point, you know, as he's very intelligent fellow, very th- thinker, he says, like, you know, I mean, like, what are you terror for? There's such, there's, mankind has developed such a, a clear sense of right and wrong. And people know that intrinsically there's, you know, there's, a, what are you terror for? This is like one of the questions he was grappling with. So he said, two answers. They said, the, they said that what the Ramban says, that a lot of it, the sense of right and wrong, where to come from? Based on, the survival of the fittest concept, you know, like, you know, there's, that's a ridiculous thought process. Being altruism is, 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 so you say, yeah, it's worth it because eventually somebody will do it. It's worth for society, but that's you know, it's 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 very hard to hold on to that. If the bottom goal is all about me and what's good for me, say, well, you know, be nice to the next guy because one day you might need it. It's not always a compelling argument. Well, it's good for you because you know. Yeah, it's true, but you know, right now I, I want what I want, and I want it now. Right. Um, so that came from the Torah. That came from the Russian putting in the world such a concept. Number one. Number two. I pointed out to him. There's a um, the Ramchal wrote a hakdama. The, 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 we have a statement from the Ramrizal called Eitzchayim. It was written by his time of Ramchal Pital. It wasn't written by the Rizal, but it's the Rizal's teachings that he, he recorded. So the Ramchal wrote a, a hakdama to Eitzchayim called Derech Eitzchayim. So in Derech Eitzchayim, he says, the Roshim gave us a mitzvah to learn Torah. And Ubus Haram have a mitzvah to learn their mitzvahs. 
and the Klai Yisrael has a mitzvah to learn their mitzvahs, we have to know them. So, if the Russian made command us to learn Torah to know the mitzvahs, obviously he made the human mind, the human mind should, is able to understand the messages of the Torah. Because it would be an illogical way to make the world. I said, listen, you, you're going to learn Torah, and the instrument you use to learn Torah is your mind, but your mind can't, can't understand Torah. Like, Russian, you know, a second, it's clear, you're, you're making a system where the only way I get the, what I'm supposed to do is this, and I, this doesn't work. Obviously, he didn't make it like that. He made it, the natural inclination should be that the human mind should re- relate to the concept of the Torah as a natural, obvious thing. I, we find sometimes it doesn't work. So he gets involved in Kabbalistic reasons why it doesn't work, etc. Klippas, etc. He go, he, but he says, he said the fascinating idea that the natural flow of events is when I open up a Gemara, everything should just go straight in. Because that's what the Russian wants me to do. Right? There is reason that he goes through the reasons why it's not so, but that's that's the that's the bottom line, and he doesn't re- he stays with that. So he said the fact that we tend to observe these uh, these ideas make a lot of sense was makes a lot of sense because God made our minds that these things which you can say the Torah make sense. Like, so it's not a cash. So but both come back to this concept. Now Umasarlam have hashav mitzvahs ben Shemazinoyach is like the Ramah holds the marshal that there's a dinner, there's a fascinating Ramah. Ramah and Chuba says one of the Shemazin is Beninoyach, one of them is Dinim. So that they can't do Ritzicha, they can't do the Eshazish, and they can't do Abodazora, and they can't take Ermenachai, but they have Mitzvah Dinim. They have to create a system that human beings should live together. He says many Poiskim hold that they can, any system that they create, which is basically has some element of equability, is equitable, is fine. The Ramos says that's ridiculous. The most equitable system is the Torah. So when, the, when they're mechuyiv to follow dinim, they're mechuyiv to follow dinim, dinim chashemishpat of the Torah. So according to Ramos, a non-Jew is allowed to learn chashemishpat. Because that's equitable. Allowed, he has an obligation. He has an obligation to learn Torah. Right? So... You know, now ask any Dayan, you know, how long it took them to, to, to master Hashem Right? So every Goy is supposed to be doing that too, you know. So obviously it means that they, they have a tremendous root rooted in the world of Torah. So all the nations also have these, of course they do. They have to, because they're supposed to be learning it, according to Ramah. If you apply to Ramchal's Yisoy to Ramah, their minds are made to understand these concepts. So you see that people get this, it seems to be natural to them. Of course it is. What else, what else should it be? That doesn't prove anything that you don't need the, that you don't need the Torah. Proves that Russia put the Torah in the world in a way that it works. That's all proofs. But the root of everything is the Torah. Um, there's some fascinating halachic shilas according to the if you're, according to the Ramah. I tell you once I read, read this read this article by Rabbi Kaganov. Rabbi Kaganov. Yeah, Kaganov. Um, and he met this fellow, who's a, who's a Ben Noyach, um, who's very knowledgeable. So he says, he, the fellow, he says, he doesn't vote for judges. Because, furthermore, the judges have to have to pass him based on Dini Atara. So he's been over lifting the Iver, but he puts a judge in position 
This is a bad night I'm talking, right? He's not really the Eber, but he puts the judge in position to judge according to American law. Because according to the law, he's not there to do that. So he can't facilitate that. So he can't judge, vote, vote for, doesn't vote for judges. He votes, doesn't vote for judges. Right? That's a sophisticated thought process, you know. He's also the same guy, I tell you the story about him, that, you know, there's a big child in the place, and this is totally parenthetical. The concept of Bittal is a Torah concept. There's a concept called Bittal. You know, there's, there's a time of Isra here, but there's a flavor of Isra. But, you know, it's Bittal, B'Shishim, and Bittal, B'Rayim, you know, whatever the case is. It doesn't apply to non-Jews. Then a Bittal, B'Rayim, Bittal, B'Rayim, etc. That's the most likely to the Pesachim. See, he's Koshish for Avery Menachai. He, 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 he can eat trade, but he can't eat Avery Menachai. So where's everyone in the Gale Halacha Lamaisa? Where in the Gale Halacha Lamaisa? The Lacha is, if an animal is killed, and the animal is still doing the process of Pirkus, which that means the, the nerve energy is still, the animal is still jerking even though it's dead, any meat which is cut off before that process stops is called Abraham Menachai. In a slaughterhouse, they start cutting immediately. So he goes, so a person can can check out what type of system they use to kill the animal, right? So the person can be careful what they bring at their own home. It says, but you go to the restaurant, there's every Menachai in, possibly in, in the, in the Kalim. So he says, you only eat treif in, the guy says. He eats treif, you only eat treif in. He doesn't eat out in restaurants because he's worried about every Menachai. Bleas of Like, this guy's really sophisticated. Like, you know, so you should really learn from this guy, you know. Anyway, um, so the, so that's what Rabban says. Rabban says everything comes from the Torah. Where Hirsch is writing it, that's really, it seemed that there was a, there was a concept that Yefes was able to have, which was gifted to him. That was, he, you know, Noach was either seeing this as an Abu, what's going to be. It seems like this is intrinsic to the Kayach of Yefes. That he had this. Uh, yeah, it's for the purpose of the Torah. It's to bring the world to the concept of, of, of shame. But it was Yefes' own u- unique destiny, not a trickle-down effect from the Torah. And Rabban is saying that's not true. Um, I just want you a piece from Rabban. You know, one, one of the challenges, you know, it's not so relevant over here. Um, um, but you have guys who grow up in a, in a, in a much more... Search of striving the area of their very firm environment, they go to Shiva Central, they, they go out to the workforce, and like, you know, the first time they're really interfacing with non Jews. And, you know, so the. Like, oh, there's people, people are very cultured, people are very refined, people are very intelligent. You know, you sit in Yeshiva like every Yeah, Jews are really smart, you know. There's a lot of, not, a lot of smart non Jews out there also, you know, right? Um, you know, Jews, Yeshiva guy, you know, he's, he, has, he has, you know, meters, timers, et cetera. Nice people that meet us They seem to be nicer than, the, than some of the Jews that, that you know, also, you know, right? So it's a big challenge to the person. Like, how do, how do you absorb this all of a sudden? Um, he says it's a terrifying moment. It's not a sensation of the wrong or anything, it's a collapse of one's whole sense of reality. So, what happens next? So, now, so um, how do you react to that? Um, he says like this, not, this is not meant to be an answer that will set things straight in three paragraphs. If you're expecting for hoping for this, you have missed the point. But by, by, by counting the world around you, we'll discover the real superiority of Torah and its ways. 
man cannot come on his own and understand right and wrong. They can have a basic concept. They can... But the, the, the details to work out really what's really right and wrong, to withstand the temptations of, not, of doing right and wrong, you need a greater force on the outside. Many years ago, I was sitting late one night with a former young man who was struggling with Imuna. He was very smart. He was working for a large biotech firm doing cutting-edge research. He said, you know, I'm in a huge building with 600 of the smartest and nicest people I've ever met, and not one person believes in anything. What does that say? So I asked him, do any of these people have a grasp of what it is, what is good and what is evil other than something very generic like making the world a better place? Do they ask themselves what is the meaning of life? Do they see the sanctity of human life, its purpose? How many are married and feel they have a legacy that they, they must pass on? Um, we may or, not be, we may, or not, may not be smarter than others, but as a nation we seek wisdom. We see study as a, as a religious activity. How many non-Jews would shake over a legal test, text? Is there anyone that finds sitting and studying is the most significant way that a parent bonds with a child? That studying Hashem is right and wrong all night long is the ultimate holiday experience. What do you do for your holiday? I sit up the whole night and I study legal texts. I thought Jews were smart. Right? <laughs> like, like that's how you that's how you that you have a holiday. Right? You know, set up the whole night studying legal texts. Wow. You guys are really stupid, right? And he continues along that, that he talks about relationships, he talks about self-control, he talks about different points, but it's a fascinating point. Um, he, then he said a story like this. Many years ago, an ex- ex- exceptionally brilliant student ended up as our Sameach. He was also a smart aleck and enjoyed showing his medal. The Rebbe assigned him was a big tzaddik that had very little worldly education. The boy launched into an intellectual spiel as to why his world was the superior of the two worlds. The Rebbe listened in silence. When the boy finished, he invited the Rebbe to counter his points. The Rebbe excused himself, saying they really didn't have the wherewithal to answer his points, but invited him to study a bit. The student agreed, and the Rebbe learned together with him his favorite sefer, Shmir Zaloshin. When they finished, he turned to the boy and asked, do you have something like that in your, world, in your world? The boy was speechless and he stayed. Anybody's out there, nicest people in the world, gossip, office gossip, backstabbing, biting, the whole thing, you know, like, don't tell me, Yuman took an exhibition in a large and well-established corporation. At first, he was in all the civility and perceived mental kites. He came back and shared with me two moments of, of, of epiphany. The first was when one of the employees left the firm. It was as if she never existed. Friendship stopped and started at the door. He also was amazed at how normal it was to gossip about people the minute they walked out of the door and to smile at them pleasantly when they came back in. Look at those millions of people. Many of them are very lonely, they care about no one, no one cares about them. Our environment might be a bit raucous, people are a bit nosy in arguments we break out, but everybody feels responsible for his family, community, and clients. So, so etc. He talks about these points. It's like, we're not saying they don't have, in a general sense, the refers to saying they have, in a general sense, they get it. 
they never can bring it to the final punchline. So Rabban is saying they get it from the Torah. They're saying they have it intrinsically. But either way, the, the challenge we have to understand is that, you know, on, on an overall, Jews get on your nerves. Jews are stubborn. Jews, you know, you know like, they're Jews. You know, like, come on, right? There's a reason why we're, 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 we're like that. Um, um, but the overall commitment that there's something that we need to work on ourselves, we need to grow, we need to change, we need to, that, that we absorb from the Torah. We, we, and we have a picture of what that's supposed to look like. That's a unique element of what, what Klaiso has, different than the Muslim. So not that we're smarter, not that we're better, not that we have a more intrinsic nature necessarily even of that, but we have the clarity of understanding that there's a bigger picture. And that person has to dedicate their life to that. Even the, the, the secular Jew, that part he has. He just doesn't know what to do with it. Like the Jews are the forefront of every ideology which is trying to make the world a better place. Like who's, in, who's the forefront of it? Jews. Right? They get that, that there's, but they get stuck in the world of Yefes, what Hirsch is saying, not in the world, the world of shame. Okay, that's a shame.